Don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. days to stop the spread the vaccine 95 percent effective quite impressive vaccines are going to succeed there's hope this vaccine means hope it will protect you and those you love in order to get rid of this pandemic get vaccinated so roll up your sleeve and do your part this is our shot with each shot we're just a little bit closer to normal if we do this now we protect ourselves our loved ones and every other person around the globe and get back to school and work to get back to each other to life Doctors say people who've been vaccinated are unlikely to get COVID if they've received any of the three available vaccines. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is a great one-and-done shot. This is the J&J vaccine that I'll be taking, so one and done. COVID breakthrough infections. We're increasingly hearing about fully vaccinated people infected with COVID. Is there any reason not to get a booster at this point? Not at all. Global leaders to consider changing the definition of being fully vaccinated to three doses. Potential fourth shot, another booster. Talk about people getting a fourth. Four, I thought we we're just talking about three. Fourth shot may be needed six months after your booster. Fully vaccinated sounded so reassuring and definitive and complete. Um, and then we started talking about boosters and now we're talking about fourth dose. You told me to get vaccinated and you told me that the viruses, that was going to be protective. Oh, now there's breakthrough cases. Oh, well, you didn't tell me about that, but okay, I'll get a booster shot. Oh, now you're telling me that the booster is pretty good, but I may need to get another shot again. If it becomes necessary to get yet another boost, then we'll just have to deal with it. This is not about freedom. We require all employers fully vaccinated. The country will be using vaccine passes as proof of being fully vaccinated. And if you've had both jabs, the Green Pass giving you access 
access to restaurants, hotels, and gyms. A QR code is going to be required uh, for vaccine passports. Vaccine passports, the government had planned to drop them. They are going to keep them indefinitely. This is the new normal. Perfect. Do you have some idea with that? Proof of vaccination. And there you have it, folks. There you have it. From 15 days to slow the spread until where we are right now. However, as we continue to fight, as we've done for this last 12 months, every hour of every day, of every week, of every month, we have been able to expose literally everything, which is why the Democrats are panicking so much leaving, not running for uh, re-election, trying to uh, ban people from running in their own states, in their own districts, by saying that they were attached to the January 6th insurrection, which they have to beef up to make look like or sound like it was actually something in order to do the rest. And now with what Project Veritas came out with yesterday, it is the nail in the coffin. And I know it doesn't feel like that today. Today, you're like, well, it doesn't feel like that today. In my state, I'm still wearing masks. In my state, I still have to have a COVID passport. Don't worry. Because sooner or later, someday, maybe tomorrow, maybe a week from now, maybe a year from now, everything that was taken from you, God will give back sevenfold. I can promise you that. And it's because of the hard work day in and day out that you're doing, that I'm doing, that James O'Keefe is doing, that Steve Bannon is doing, and many others. And today I have bombshell, bombshell news coming from Project Veritas last night. Some of you might have seen the video. Some of you might have read the story. Some of you might have been hearing from, you know, other uh, independent and smaller publications about what's actually in there, but I'm going to break down for you in its entirety the big, big major takeaways from it, and it is explosive. But first and foremost, let me just say thank you very much. You are locked and loaded right here on your favorite show. Before the show even started, we already got $50 in Rumble rants, and ladies and gentlemen, we need them now more than ever, so thank you so very much. I'm so honored to be able to uh, to be in this seat, doing this for you every day. Um, if you got the newsletter this morning, you know that 2022, I kind of laid out a, a growth plan, which really doesn't uh, entail much growth outside of more investigative journalism, uh, more holding people to the fire, bringing on people with opposites, um, with opposite uh, agendas and and political beliefs and much more. It's only getting started here on uh, Life from America. And I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, and it is January 11th, year of our Lord, 2021. Let me give some rumble shout-outs. Let me give some rumble and getter shout-outs to those who are watching on social media. Again, you can also watch this show on um, JeremyHarrell.com, Real America's Voice News. You can watch it on Roku. You can watch it on Fire Stick. Soon you'll be able to watch it on Pluto. And you can also hear it on TuneIn.Radio and TuneRadio.com, uh, RSS.com, and iHeartRadio. Let's give some shout-outs here to some folks watching in Rumble Land. So let me know where you're from, who you are, and we'll give those uh, shout-outs. We've got Deb from Illinois. How you doing? Good to see you, Deb. Smash that plus button, and we need 1,000 shares. That's our goal every show, 1,000 shares. Annette from Memphis. How you doing, girl? Good to see you. Brandon, how you doing in South Dakota? Let's go, Brandon. Joe and Sally, good to see you. God bless you. Darlene from Michigan. 
Uh, ignorance is deadly these days. I agree. Lisa uh, Naquin, how you doing? Thank you, Paul. Paul says you rock. By the way, Paul Janney, you wanted me to check if your monthly donation was going through. Yes, my friend, it is. God bless you and thank you. Brad Burgess from Utah is watching. Thank you. Shared and rumbled. I appreciate that so very much. Shane from Utah. How you doing, my friend? Kathy from North Carolina. North Kakalaki is in the building, everybody. Say hello. How you doing? Brooke from OHIO. Donna and Rita. Or excuse me, Don and Rita. Uh, how you doing? Thank you very much. Larry Reha is watching. God bless you, Larry. Sylvia Jarrett from Jacksonville, Florida. Annette from Texas. Good to see you. Heather from Missouri. And one more here on Rumble. Let's give it to Sandy from Chattanooga. How you doing, girl? We got good news. We got a lot of news today, so make Make sure you guys stay tuned and share the video. Let's go over to Getter real quick to say hello to Chuckley Berries. How you doing? Enjoying the show from Alabama, says, it looks like Eileen. Eileen might be her name. Well, thank you, Eileen. Mary, how you doing? Mary Mary from North Carolina. Tootsie says, Heidi, oh yeah, he's lighting them tomorrow. I'm not sure what you, <laughs> what you mean by that. Uh, good to see you, though. Delma Warren, love and peace from the great state of Indiana. Thank you so much. Sierra Bartleson is watching. Jennifer Luz, masks. Uh, it's going a little too fast. I couldn't read it. I apologize. Joe Brief from Oregon. And let's give one more to Roxy in Sacramento, California. How you doing, Roxy? Good to see you today on this January 11th year of our Lord. And folks, just so you know, after watching that 15 days to slow the spread to where we are right now, I just want you to know, and we'll talk a little about this later, that the Supreme Court is expected 100%, 100% to overturn Biden's vaccine mandate. Look at that over there on Rumble. Sheila from Franklinsville, New Jersey. $100 donation. We've got DeClues, $2 Tuesday, Slurp Fund, she says. Lisa McCoy, God bless you. She says, wish I could do more. Honey, that is pl plenty enough. Thank you so very much. God bless each and every one of you. Let's get right to the verse of the day today, which was an absolute awesome verse. It says, God wants us to fight for what is ours. Let me repeat that one more time. God wants us to fight for what is ours. Verse of the day, Nehemiah 4, 14, A and B. Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. And fight for your brothers and your sons and your daughters and your wives and your houses. The context of this verse is absolutely amazing. I never really understood that the book of Nehemiah is taken from his personal writings and journaling. It's nice to read what someone personally experienced in that day from their perspective. During this section, he is trying to complete the task that God put on his heart to complete the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem. I couldn't help but think of Donald Trump during my time reading through this book, especially when they mentioned the trumpeteers. He wanted to build up the walls in order to restore safety and security to the Jewish people. Sound familiar? And the people of the land hated it. The Sanballat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashdodites were all very angry and made multiple threats of destruction and violence in order to get him to stop the construction of the wall. Sound familiar? 
Their enemies were threatening attacks from all sides to the point where the people who were building were pulling double duty. Building during the day and protecting everything by night. Stationed high and low from one end to the other, which is what we, the American people, should have done to continue the construction of our wall. They stood guard to protect God's work. However, their ultimate protection was the armor of God. God instructed Nehemiah to speak to the crowds, to reassure them that God not only would protect them from their enemies and to not be afraid, but also to fight back to protect what belongs to them. Today, we are demonized for fighting for our country, our way of life and our traditions. We are attacked for saying, build the wall only because we want to protect our country and our families. We are threatened from all sides, and in some cases, we are violently attacked. So it's time to do what God told these people years ago. Fight back. And we have done that this last 12 months in big ways. We have dug our feet into the sand and let the evil powers that be know that there is a red line. And no, I am not talking about that Barack Hussein Obama red line in the sand. Nope, I'm talking about the American people, red, white, and blue, God-fearing, flag-waving, God-loving Americans. We have dug our feet in the sand and we have shown that red line. Don't let anyone tell you that you are a terrorist for doing that or a white supremacist. As a matter of fact, fight harder in 2022. Look at all the damage that we did to the left wing's agenda while they have all three houses of our federal government. Imagine what we can do with more numbers this year and more organization under the name of God. May we go into this year with the full armor of God In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. I see a bunch of people saying, I will not comply. I see a bunch of people saying, amen. We are getting ready to study Daniel at church. What a great book of Daniel. Thank you so very much. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Remove your hats if you are wearing one. It is very important to show honor to God and show respect to God when we're giving glory to God for our very existence, and for the ability to fight for what is ours. Okay? Set down your coffees, and let's all say it together. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And Lord, as your humble servants, we respectfully ask you to cover an arm of God, armor of God around our friend and family member here, Don Cole. As Don gets, uh, goes through his, his illness, which it's pretty bad right now, we ask that you comfort him, protect him. Restore his health and bring him back 100%. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Big shout out to Don. Don reached out to me, said he was really sick and scared. 
And what we need to do is we need to pray to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to take that fear away from Don. Not only to restore his health to 100%, but to take that fear away from Don. Nobody should live in fear, especially when you're a child of God. Don, we love you. Get back to full health. Relax. Drink plenty of fluids. Have somebody take care of you. And if you need anything, sir, you reach out to each and every one of us, okay? Okay? All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The first and foremost section of today, Project Veritas exposes Fauci's lies that he told in front of Congress under oath. And this is just more of that wrath that's being stored up, ladies and gentlemen, which is why that they're putting so much effort into H.R. 1 and trying to ban people from running for office because people like Biden, Harris, Fauci, Hillary, Nancy, Chuck, all of them will literally have hell to pay. Maybe none more than Tony the Rat Face Fauci, as a matter of fact. Because Tony the Rat, Tony the Rat Face Fauci even went against his Lord and Savior, Barack Hussein Obama, when Barack Obama banned him from uh, being able to do any kind of gain-of-function research. Now, wait until we get into these bombshells. You are going to be floored. By what you hear on this show, if you've not heard anything yet, have, have not heard anything yet. Project Veritas released never-before-seen military documents that were put out by a whistleblower, a major, in the Department of Defense. Because we still have good men and women in the FBI. We still have good men and women in the CIA, the DOD, the Pentagon, everywhere. We still have good men and women in the NSA. We still have good Americans in these swampy divisions of the government right now that don't want any part of what's going on. They don't want to go down in history as people that perpetrated the biggest crime and the biggest mass psychosis formation and murder, not only on the American people, but on the world, and they've had enough of it. I'm going to play you a little bit of this video, but before I do, I want you to keep this in mind as you, re- as you watch some of this video, okay? As you watch some of this video, keep in mind what these papers that have been, what, this, what, what all of this information that's been leaked, if you go through each of the papers in the document, you're going to find a few things. Number one, that when Tony Fauci and the NIH were told that they could no longer do any kind of gain-of-function research on what they were doing gain-of-function research on spike proteins. Matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, let's get more intricate down into the deeper levels of what the spike proteins were. The gain-of-function research that was being done was on spike proteins, specifically the spike protein that is not only in the coronavirus vaccine, but is in the coronavirus itself. The spike protein that is in the coronavirus itself was completely restricted from any kind of -of gain-of-function research by the Department of Defense, by the United States military because of how dangerous it was. So what did the NIH and Tony Fauci do? They said, okay, since we cannot do it here, let's subcontract it out to where we can do it. And literally subcontracted it out and then funded it in Wuhan the worst place you could possibly go to third-party contract something out because they are, our adv- they are our enemies and they want to take down the United States of America in any, any way, shape, or, or form. And we know that the CCP wants the American people off the face of this map. So Tony Fauci subcontracts this out. Not only subcontracts it out, but pays for it 
with United States taxpayer money and ends up doing what the United States Department of Defense told him he couldn't do in the first place, then lied about it in front of Congress. But that's not everything, folks. Remember that spike protein that I talked about? That spike protein gain-of-function research that they were doing here in the United States that the DOD told them they could not do, that same spike protein that is in the virus is the same spike protein that they're putting in the vaccine that they're injecting everybody with. Now, anybody who has a brain would say, well, that's kind of what they do. They give you the flu in the flu vaccine so that your body will build antibodies up towards it. It's very, very different. This is a biological weapon that should have never been researched on or manufactured, and then it was released. And now we're getting to the point of, was it released on purpose or was it released on accident? But all I can say right now to that is, look at how the global leaders and the global community used it in order to take freedoms, take power, steal elections, uh, resulted in a coup, and much, much more crippled economies, $3 trillion from the American economy alone. So let's not even get into that right now. Let's just talk about what these papers show. What these papers show. Let's get into the video from Project Veritas where it's going to explain all this. Now, I'm not going to play the entire video because it's quite lengthy, but I will play a good portion of it for you to understand, at least up to where I am now, what I've said. Okay, Senator, here we go. with all due respect, I disagree with so many of the things that you've said. You're still unwilling to admit that they gained in function, they gained in lethality. According to the definition that is currently <laughs> operable, we're not going to get anywhere close to trying to prevent another lab leak of this dangerous sort of experiment. You won't admit well, that it's dangerous, and for that lack of judgment, I think it's time that you resign. Project Veritas has obtained never-before-seen military documents regarding the origins of COVID-19, gain-of-function research, vaccines, potential treatments which have been suppressed, and the government's effort to conceal all of this. Dr. Anthony Fauci has testified many times before Congress stating that the U.S. government was never involved in gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Will you today finally take some responsibility for funding gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator, with all due respect, I disagree with so many of the things that you've said. Gain, first of all, gain-of-function is a very nebulous term. But That's, the thing is, is you're still unwilling to admit that they gained in function when they say they became sicker. They gained in right. lethality. It's a right. new virus. That's not gain-of-function? According to the definition that is currently <laughs> operable, we're not going to get anywhere right. close to trying to prevent another lab leak of this dangerous sort of experiment. You won't admit well, that it's dangerous, and for that lack of judgment, I think it's time that you resign. You have said that I am unwilling to take any responsibility for the current pandemic. I have no responsibility for the current pandemic. That assertion is based on the NIH's definition of gain of function. However, the documents we've obtained refute that. The documents in question stem from a report at the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, better known as DARPA, which were hidden in a top-secret share drive. But what is DARPA? They are an agency under the U.S. Department of Defense, which facilitates research and technology with potential military applications. Dr. Stephen Walker was the director of DARPA at the time of the EcoHealth Alliance proposal. 
A source sent us this video of Dr. Walker talking about research they were exploring related to mRNA technology and its potential application with military personnel in the field. DARPA, about five, six years ago, we stood up an office called the Biotechnology Office. And the real purpose of that was to understand how biology worked and then build design, uh, design build and test cycles where you could um, engineer microorganisms to do things that you want to do. Though the main report regarding the EcoHealth Alliance proposal leaked on the internet a couple of months ago, it has remained unverified until now. Project Veritas has obtained a separate report to the Inspector General of the Department of Defense, written by the U.S. Marine Corps Major Joseph Murphy, a former DARPA fellow. Major Murphy makes claims in his report to the Inspector General that, if true, could be damning to the official narrative that has been played out to the world over the past two years. Major Murphy's report states that EcoHealth Alliance approached DARPA in March 2018 seeking funding to conduct gain-of-function research of bat-borne coronaviruses. The proposal was named Project Diffuse. DARPA rejected the proposal because the work was too dangerous and could violate the gain-of-function moratorium, despite EcoHealth's position that it would not. According to the documents, the NIAID, under the direction of Dr. Fauci, did not reject the proposal. They went ahead with the research at Wuhan and several sites across the U.S. Dr. Fauci has repeatedly maintained his position, under oath, that the NIH and NIAID have not been involved in gain-of-function research with the EcoHealth Alliance program. This appears to be contradictory to Major Murphy's analysis and the rejection from the Biological Technologies Office at DARPA. Major Murphy's report goes on to detail great concern over the COVID-19 gain-of-function program, the concealment of documents, the suppression of potential curatives like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, and the mRNA vaccines. To be clear, Major Murphy is not the source of our reporting. As far as we're aware, he has done nothing that violates his oath of service to our country. We were able to track him down, and though he couldn't go into detail about the hidden documents, he did offer this heartfelt statement. I offer no comments on the investigation or internal Marine Corps deliberations. I offer a brief comment to those that desire answers and to those that withhold them. To those seeking answers, I offer encouragement. There are good people striving for the truth, working together in and out of government, and they succeed. To those that withhold, I pray for you. Find the moral courage to come forward. Don't let a lie be our legacy to posterity. People will forgive. A commitment to truth is in the heart of this nation. Semper Fi. Project Veritas reached out to DARPA for comment regarding the hidden documents and spoke with the Chief of Communications, Jared Adams. Doesn't sound normal to me, no. Like I said, if, it, if something resides in a classified setting, then it should be appropriately marked. I'm not at all familiar with unmarked documents that reside in a classified, in a classified space, no. Um, that, like I said, that doesn't, doesn't sound like, I mean, it's, it's not good practice to put unmarked materials in um, you know, in a, in a classified space, but there may be, there may be cause to because um, something is determined to be classified, um, but it wasn't you know, originally marked appropriately. I'd be happy, Robert, honestly, to investigate and you know, talk to the people who would own this document within the agency, ideally the, you know, the director of the Biological Technologies Office or the deputy director of that office and try to ascertain you know, why it was the case. So here's the question. 
If the Department of Defense, the same people who make our nuclear arsenal, felt this research was too dangerous to proceed with, why in the world did the NIH, NIAID, and EcoHealth Alliance recklessly disregard the risks involved? Did they purposefully change the definition of gain of function in order yes. to bypass the Yes, moratorium? that's one they did. Further, who at DARPA made the decision to bury the original report that could have raised red flags to the Pentagon, the White House, or Congress, which may have prevented this entire pandemic that has led to the deaths of 5.4 million people worldwide? caused much pain and suffering to many millions more. Okay, we're going to leave it right there, folks. And uh, there's actually more video footage from Project Veritas that talks about more of that in length. But let me just break down from a 5,000-foot overview what you just heard. What you just heard is the military stepped in and said, you can't do this. The NIH and the NIAD, uh, Tony Fauci and all, they, they said, nope, we're doing it anyway and gave him a middle finger and said, okay, we can't do it here, we'll go do it over here. They not only did it over in Wuhan, but they also, they also did it here in Maryland and Delaware and many other places in the United States simultaneously as they were doing the majority of it that they were not allowed to do here in Wuhan. When the DOD and the department and the, uh, the military found out about this, they hushed it up. They just silenced it. They said, oh, well, they brushed it under the carpet. Nobody or brushed it under the rug. Nobody said anything about it. Had they done that, then all of this could have been stopped. Literally every bit of it. But they did not want to do that. Think about why they would bury it. Why would they bury this? Why would they bury this? They're not beholden to Tony the Rat Face Fauci. He doesn't have anything over on them. They're all in this big, massive military-level scheme together on not only the American people, but the world, and the world has a right to be mad at the United States of America as well as they do China because we have let our, 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 our highest officials allowed this kind of crap to happen. Not bureaucrats, literally military officials allowed this to happen. But what's worse, what is worse than all of that is the fact that they then demonized every single real doctor and physician and virologist around the world who came forward and said, whoa, something's vastly, vastly wrong here. There's, there's major, major problems here. We need to stop this now. A, by finding out exactly where it came from, and B, by saying, okay, here's the things that can help people survive and live, and they suppressed the knowledge of ivermectin. They suppressed the knowledge of hydroxychloroquine and Regeneron and many other things, and instead decided to build a vaccine with the same spike protein that they said was too dangerous to research on, inject the world with it, and then shut everything down, get rid of Donald Trump, destroy economies, destroy um, millions and millions and millions and millions of people's livelihoods and take away their freedoms. And all of this was done, brushed under the rug, and then all of the actual remedies for this stuff was suppressed. And if you said anything about it, you were fired, demonized, cancel cultured, your Facebook page got taken away, your YouTube got page, ta or page got taken away, which in results in some people's livelihoods. You see how this is a massive organized crime at a military level? Now, I know... I know that people are saying, well, these aren't completely verified reports yet, but if Project Veritas verified it and said it's verified and put it out and did the uh, comparison with what was leaked in August, then we know that they've known about this since August. We know that it's been sitting in an inspector general's file cabinet and not be having anything done about it. And ladies and gentlemen, all I got to say is, yes, it doesn't feel like with this information that we're winning today, 
But I'm going to tell you a little secret here. Ron Johnson, his he was going to retire. The reason why he's deciding to run again is because nobody, not even Rand Paul, I don't think, has gone down the rabbit hole deeper than Mr. Johnson. And he's saying, look, the only reason that I am running for re-election is so that when we take over in November, I'm in charge of this. I will make sure all of this comes to light and we will hold the people responsible. This is why it is so imperative to not let anybody in the Q movement or any other movement out there tell you, and I don't even know if I'm right saying that, to not vote. I know there's a lot of Republicans out there going, well, don't vote. They're just going to screw it up anyway. Those are not real people. Those are not people to listen to. That is not advice to listen to. Vote, vote, vote. Let everybody that has a job do their job, just like we are one body of Christ that do many different things individually. The same thing is coming up with our elections. Let the people that are going to make sure that your vote counts do their job and you do your job and get your butt off the couch and go vote. Because if we take back the House and we take back the Senate, bye-bye Fauci, bye-bye Biden, bye-bye Harris, bye-bye Nancy, bye-bye all of our problems in the political world that we live in today, which has wormed its little greasy paws into each and every one of our lives all the way down to a preschool level, and we're not going to let it happen again. Period. So for this, for all of the investigative work that is being done at such a high level over there at Project Veritas, and because James O'Keefe is coming on live from America on January 20th, I want to go ahead and cue those drums because we are going to give Project Veritas and James O'Keefe the Smarty Award of the day along with that major who came out and let the whole world know what was going on. Folks, there are good people left in this country, and there are good people left in these agencies, and I can tell you from the bottom of my heart that I am right there fighting along with them. We are winning. We are the two-thirds majority of people in this country that feel this way, and I can promise you that all of this stuff will be worked out in the end because this is God doing miraculous things with a very few people. I mean, think about it. They have the House, they have the Senate, they have the White House. They have the entire government. They have the entire government outside of the Supreme Court. Outside of the Supreme Court. And we're still kicking their teeth in, left and right, dragging their lifeless bodies up and down the street, metaphorically, that is. Calm down, FBI. And God is winning. There's no other explanation why a few are taking down so many. We are truly the three percenters of this country. Don't stop now. Ramp it up for 2022, okay? Wow, I just can't believe all of this. I mean, I can. We're vindicated. We're winning. But it's so incredibly crazy. I don't want to be right in this stuff. When I've been reporting on this stuff for the last eight months, I don't want to be right. I don't want this to be the case. I don't want this to have happened. I don't want everything that we've gone through and all the loss that we've experienced and our children being destroyed and their lives being destroyed, their childhood being destroyed, people wearing masks, businesses being destroyed, vaccine passports. I don't want to believe that our precious, wonderful red, white, and blue United States of America has been so corrupt from the top down for so long that maybe all of these things that other countries have been saying about us were true. I did not want that to be the case, yet here we are. And the truth will Set us free. Big shout out to Project Veritas. Now let's move on because we've also obtained new information from a FOIA request that was requested by U.S. Right to Know that reveals Fauci actually did fund the EcoHealth Alliance 
and attempted to hide their role in developing the virus. This just goes off right off what we just said, but FOIA requests by U.S. Right to Know actually back up everything that Project Veritas just validated in those documents. According to emails obtained through the FOIA request by nonprofit government accountability watchdogs U.S. Right to Know, EcoHealth Alliance President Peter Daszak uh, pushed to hide the sequencing data that was gathered from China as part of the United States Agency for Internal Development's um, USAID PREDICT program, a, quote, virus hunting project that is supposed to track unknown viruses. In short, Dazic and EcoHealth, which has received hundreds of millions of dollars of U.S. taxpayer money and funding to genetically manipulate coronaviruses in tandem with the Communist Chinese Party, have been caught covering up Tony Fauci's gain-of-function crimes yet again. Dazic's unearthed emails, which are from April 2020, show a conversation between employees and EcoHealth Alliance and um, Meadow, excuse me, MetaBiota, a Google-backed U.S. biotechnology company that works with the USAID's PREDICT on whether or not COVID genetic sequences should be included in public database. <laughs> no surprise, folks. It wasn't much of a discussion at all. Hyun Ying Lee, an operative with the EcoHealth Alliance, made the initial push to suppress the crucial information. Her justification for the stunning lack of transparency? It might upset EcoHealth's communist overlords in China. From Lee's email, quote, due to the COVID-19, any relevant data publication needs to be reviewed first and approved by who? The institution in China. What an absolute joke, ladies and gentlemen. That is like saying, a crime boss saying, hey, before you, uh, before you uh, do anything that could be construed uh, you know, as, as hurting our crime organization, um, to, like, let's say a crime boss, let's say Tony Soprano is talking to a reporter, and the reporter says, hey, I'm going to expose all this, I just, I just want to let you know I'm putting all this out there, and the crime boss says, well, wait a minute, before you expose all that stuff about this crime family, please let us approve it first, and then put it out. That's the equivalent of what happened, because what happened is a major worldwide crime. A major worldwide crime. Keep in mind, this is supposedly America's first line of defense against unknown viruses. So who are we really working for? Who's the NIH really working for if everything in this data, everything in this published data had to be approved by China first? Dazic agreed with Lee, calling it, quote, very important to ensure the data from the USAID uh, predict program is not shared with the public. He even admits that the cover-up is to avoid a political firestorm over the fact that EcoHealth's NIH funding for gain-of-function research had just been terminated. This all happened after the DOD terminated Tony Fauci's ability to use taxpayer money to do, or any money, to do the gain-of-function research here in America. And this was right after that. Right after that. They want to avoid any data being published after the firestorm um, of, of the EcoHealth NIH funding for gain-of-function had just been terminated. He even referred to an article in Politico saying, quote, Trump cuts U.S. research on bat-human virus transmission over China ties to clarify his stance. The wrath of God is building up. And I know 
because I am you. I understand that we hear more and more every day and still people are not in jail. I understand your pain. I live your pain every day. But I'm here to tell you that this information and this truth is not being exposed for nothing. It can't be. It is impossible. Because the truth is synonymous with the gospel, and the gospel is the truth, and what God says will happen, and you can't beat God just like this hat says. By the way, get yours today <laughs> on JeremyHerald.com. <laughs> but you get it, right? This is our job as Americans to expose this stuff. Now, I want to do one more story here about uh, coronavirus, and then I'm moving on. I'm moving on to election uh, fraud and integrity and what's happening now, okay? But here we go again. Here we go again. Now in Connecticut. Connecticut asks nursing homes in the state to accept COVID-infected patients from, uh, from hospitals due to a staff shortage caused by Biden to begin with. We have already went down this road. We've already visited the whole put patients in nursing homes um, story. Do we have to relive what we already know is bad? That's bad, okay. We've already went down this road, and here we are making the same mistake again because Democrats do not understand anything that has to do with logic and common sense. And Connecticut is a Democratic state, I can tell you that. Let's get into it. Unbelievable. Connecticut asked nursing homes to accept COVID-infected patients from hospitals due to staff shortage. Now, I want to bring something up on the screen here for you. Let me, uh, let me see if I can. Sh- let me show you this. Check this out. You see this right here? This is a map of the United States showing what percentage of deaths are actually from nursing homes. Are actually nursing home related deaths. Look at the high percentages here. 42%. 41%. 45%. We have already visited this. We've been down this road. What are we doing it for again? A study uh, that that I just showed you from freeop.org actually reveals that 45% of all United States coronavirus deaths occurred in nursing homes. And only 0.6% of the U.S. population lives in nursing homes. So to have over 45% of the coronavirus deaths These are the literal epicenters of death when it comes to this kind of stuff. But not in the case of Connecticut. Not these dummies. State of Connecticut is asking its nursing homes to accept the COVID-infected patients discharged from hospitals. According to the memo released by Connecticut Department of Public Health, per the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, post-acute care includes long-term care, uh, long-term care hospitals, inpatient rehabilitation facilities, skilled nursing facilities, and home health agencies. This guidance could also be applied for assisted living facilities, residential care homes, and other congregate living settings, the memo continued. The facilities, although they should be equipped to safely care for individuals with active COVID-19 who are ready for discharge from acute care. Well, these people's immune systems cannot take even the littlest bit of any kind of flu, pneumonia, COVID, or whatever. So we're literally going to go down this road again and kill more of our elderly? This kind of crap makes the tinfoil hat conspiracy theories of they're just trying to kill off the population sound very true, doesn't it? Because how else could somebody be so stupid? 
How else could anybody be so stupid to go ahead and do this again? I cannot believe this. So if you're watching and you have parents or grandparents that are going into nursing homes in Connecticut, get them the H-E double hockey sticks out of there as soon as possible and care for them at home if you can. Care for them at home if you can. And Democrats love this. Democrats absolutely love COVID-19 and they love doing stupid, idiotic, ridiculous, moronic things over and over again and then pointing the finger at Republicans and saying, it's them who did it. They did it. They're the ones that don't, uh, they're the ones that are passing legislation that don't require people to wear masks. They did it. Let's get away from uh, COVID for a minute because I think we've already exposed enough of that today. Big shout out Project Veritas and big shout out to the whistleblowers in these divisions of the government who actually care for this country. Let's move on to the Supreme Court. Again, I told you they're expected to shoot down both the CMS mandate and the healthcare workers with companies with 100 or more employees. I want to, I want to state that before I, uh, I leave uh, the COVID. So just know that if you have an employer that's on the fence, let them know to wait. Wait, the ruling is coming, okay? All right, moving on. I want to kind of combine uh, this story with, 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 uh, with the next story I'm about to, um, to bring to light, which is the, uh, I'm getting a little flustered here. The election integrity fraud that's going on and the, on the audits that's going on in each one of these states. Before I go to that, though, I want to play you this video from the White House where the White House is actually refusing to condemn misinformation coming from none other than our uh, Supreme Court. We all know that Sonia Sotomayor last week lied blatantly from the bench of the Supreme Court. I mean misinformation 101. The biggest misinformation you could possibly say from the biggest place you could possibly say it from, saying that 100,000 kids are on ventilators and that are in severe condition when that number was only 3,500 and there are no children on ventilators. So Peter Ducey in the White House press briefing room asked, pretend to be Press Secretary Jen Psaki, about what the White House says about this. And I can tell you this right now before I play you this video. If he had said to her, what do you think about President Trump's misinformation he said about COVID? She'd be like, well, that's unfortunate, and he's responsible for the lives of so many people, and blah, 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 blah. Nobody cares. If he would have said, what do you think about the misinformation coming from Ron DeSantis in Florida? And she'd be like, well, Ron DeSantis is a governor and he should know better and blah, 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 blah. However, when asked about uh, uh, Sonia Sotomayor and her massive misinformation coming from the Supreme Court bench, it was a little different. Check this out. You guys have been very aggressive countering COVID misinformation. So what do you guys think about COVID misinformation coming from the Supreme Court and Sonia Sotomayor's false claim that over 100,000 children are in serious condition, many on ventilators. Well, I'm not going to speak to Supreme Court arguments or statements uh, made in those arguments. Uh, but I will tell you that what is at stake here is our effort to protect health workers and, most importantly, protect patients with the CMS rule and also to make workplaces safer with the OSHA rule, which we have confidence in our legal uh, argument for. So I will leave it to them uh, to decide, but that's what's being argued now. Go ahead. I'm getting ahead of the president before I make a speech. <laughs> 
I'm not going to get into what's said at a Supreme Court oral argument. Well, why not? It's misinformation there, Red. Come on. It's misinformation, is it not? Yes or no? And see, that's the problem is these, these White House reporters are so afraid that they won't be let back in. However, look at what the judgment from, the, uh, from when, when, when Donald Trump's administration made um, Jim Acosta, when they told Jim Acosta he couldn't come back in after literally violently pulling that microphone from that, from that uh, White House aide. Remember that? He got back in. And I, and I love Peter Ducey. I think Peter Ducey is one of the only people that holds Jen Psaki's feet to the fire. But at that point, you've got to shut her up. You've got to stop her and say, shut up. Nope, 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 nope. I didn't ask that. I asked a question, a very specific question. And if you can't answer it, then the world will see that you're nothing but a biased liar. I would say those things. I'd get kicked out. And guess what? I'd come back in because freedom of the press, freedom of the press, even PolitiFact, PolitiFake, even PolitiFake actually labeled it on social media as a lie, not a half truth. You know how they do the half truth? They literally labeled Sonia Sotomayor's uh, comments as a lie. I could not believe it when I saw PolitiFake do that. I could not believe it. Couldn't believe it, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, let's, uh, let's take this moment. Let's take this moment to try to call Hillsdale College real quick. I have the number here, so if you, anybody wants to put the number down, this might just go to administrative offices, and we might have to uh, ask for Chief of Staff Mike Harner. But let's, go, let's try to call this number, and let's call uh, Hillsdale College, what we reported on last night. Congratulate Mike Harner for the great job he did for those three young ladies from West Point. 517-437-7341. Okay? Again, we're going to have to do it on my cell phone because I don't have it wired up through here yet. 517-437-7341. Let's see what they say. Thank you for calling Hillsdale College. Please hold while we connect you with an operator. So the question is not why do we study philosophy? We must philosophize. The only question is. So while we're waiting. Hello? Okay. While we're waiting on this, I'm calling Hillsdale College to talk to Chief of Staff Mike Harner. And the reason I'm calling to talk to Chief of Staff Mike Harner is to say thank you from the American people for having some integrity over those three uh, young ladies who were forced to leave West Point because of their beliefs in taking COVID. Thank you for calling Hillsdale College. My name is Charles. How may I help you today? Hi, Charles. My name is Jeremy. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, sir? I'm very well. Thank you. I was wondering if I could be connected to Chief of Staff Mike Harner's office. Just one moment, sir. Can I ask for your name and the nature of your call so that way I can let them know? Sure. My name is Jeremy Harrell, and I am with Real America's Voice News, and we're just literally calling to say thank you for his some of his actions as, as of late. All right. Uh, just one moment, sir. I might not uh, exactly be able to transfer you to directly to him, but I might have a better uh, number to give you uh, to connect with his office. So it'll be just a brief hold. Okay. Thank you. So this is the kind of stuff we need to do, folks. We need to call and encourage people who do the right thing. Not just cheerlead on our platforms and share videos. That's part of it. But literally congratulating people for doing the right thing and encouraging them 
to continue to do the right thing, like we've been doing with Senator Manchin, like we've been doing with Senator um, Kirsten Cinema. I mean, those are important things to do. Otherwise, they just feel like they're doing nothing but wrong because the amount of attacks that come from their own party completely outweigh anything that somebody's saying that is nice. Hello, sir. Yes. Yeah, thank you for holding. Uh, unfortunately, nobody in his office is currently available, but I can take down the information and send it over to them. That way they can uh, get back to you. Yeah, that would be great. Okay, my name is Jeremy Harrell. It's H-E-R-R-E-L-L. I am with real. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, this is the best number. Yes, this is an easy number for you to get back to me. All right. And I'm with Real America's Voice News. And I would love, I mean, in, 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 the, uh, in a fantasy world, I'd love to get him on the show. Uh, but we just want to congratulate him and say thank you for the, um, the amazing um, gesture that he did in reaching out to the three girls who, who, were, who were pushed out of West Point and offered them, uh, and invited them, and offered them to come to Hillsdale. Oh, yes, sir. We just think that that was a, that was a move of integrity, and, uh, you know, all, all, usually when you turn on the news station, it's always bad news, and sometimes we like to do some good news, so. Oh, absolutely, sir, and I will uh, share that with the authors, and they, they may be getting back to you. Uh, no promises, but they, they might be reaching out. All right. Well, thank you very much. And uh, don't be surprised if you get a flood of calls saying the same thing today. <laughs> oh, absolutely not, sir. And thank you for your call. I hope you have a very blessed day. And if you have any more questions, just give us a call back. All right. God bless you, sir. Thank you so much. So, again, folks, that's important. We need, we need to make sure that we do that stuff more often. It, it, it only helps. It, it only helps not only uh, the movement and the agenda and our political efforts, but it's what God wants us to do, looking for opportunities that please God and telling somebody else that they've done a good job is an amazing, amazing way to please God because you're making somebody else feel better. All right, let's move on to election integrity, folks. You ready? I need a drink because uh, I, uh, I don't have a lot of time. We're going to go over today, and I got a lot of stuff to tell you about what's going on in PA and AZ and other places. All right, here we go. Tomorrow in Pennsylvania, we expect to hear a ruling from a judge there that would actually make the forensic audits move forward, okay? Now, despite Pennsylvania's 2020 election investigation being delayed and challenged by not only Democrats, but rhinos and Dominion, investigators actually hope to begin work on this as early as tomorrow. This is big news, so let me go through a little bit of the story here. In Fulton County, Pennsylvania, all the usual suspects are still at it. Rhino GOP politicians and, of course, Democrats are working closely to prevent the Pennsylvania Senate investigation of the 2020 election. Dominion is now functionally controlling the legal fight to stop the Pennsylvania Senate from investigating or even obtaining a forensic copy of the voting equipment. The Pennsylvania Secretary of State and Dominion are trying to work together to prevent Fulton County, Pennsylvania from giving access to the Senate investigation to Fulton County's voting machines. While the judge has not yet ruled if Dominion can even be part of the case, Dominion is clearly coordinating a strategy with the Pennsylvania Secretary of State and Attorney General Shapiro. The Pennsylvania Secretary of State and Attorney General have made factually false statements during the oral arguments in front of the Commonwealth Court 
where a subpoena from the Senate committee is being um, opposed. They argued that making a forensic copy of the voting equipment would destroy the evidence or that the Senate does not have the jurisdiction to investigate or that they only knew, Dominion, of course, they only have the expertise to perform this type of collection analysis. Those involved in the audit are waiting for the court, which is expected to make a ruling tomorrow, to approve the forensic audit data collection Um, And the team working on the project for the Senate had fully complied with the Secretary of State's requirements and provided ample proof of their expertise conducting such work and a detailed procedure of how the forensic imaging will take place. And in a response to this, the Secretary of State there and the AG continued to object, even though every one of their bullet points were hit, even though insisting that the process should not proceed because their their expert an individual from the West Coast who has no cyber experience, no forensic experience whatsoever, won't be available for the next few weeks. So, ladies and gentlemen, will the Democrats and Dominion uh, be allowed to stall and derail the uh, Pennsylvania investigation? I guess only time will tell. But until that time comes, I want you all to go to this following website right now that I am pulling up on my screen to show you. Here it is. It's called AuditTheVotePA.com. AuditTheVotePA.com. Right here. Support our work. They need money. They need money to do these kind of investigations. It's very, very, very important. They need our help. And an investigation in Pennsylvania is just as important as an investigation in Georgia and is just as important as an investigation in Arizona. We will fix 2020 and certify this election, ladies and gentlemen. And the, 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 the harder we fight... The more we fight, the more, uh, the more we work together, the more we allow each other um, uh, to, fi- to, to financially be able to do this stuff, the better we'll all be. AuditTheVotePA.com. Go there today. Help them out because what happens there affects us every single day. Remember that, okay? Let's go to Arizona for a minute. New footage. This is going to blow your mind. We have new footage. From We the People AZ Alliance that shows Maricopa County election workers removing mail-in ballot envelopes from the trash and from the recycling bin where they're, where they're scheduled to be shredded by law and shoving them in drawers. Why? Why would they be collecting ballot, mail-in ballot envelopes and shoving them in drawers? Why would they be doing that? Think of it for yourself. Don't listen to me. Think of it for yourself. Why on earth... Would they do that? Let me show you the video first, and we'll go from there, okay? There we go. No sound here, so here comes one of the election workers. There's the recycle bin. She grabs all of these mail-in ballot envelopes. Hmm. I wonder why. wonder why she would need them. They're scheduled to be shredded. Why is she looking at them? Why is she taking them? Oh, now watch this. What's happening here? Are they saving them for later? These people aren't even supposed to be in these places. You're, you're really getting into Now, a lot of people will say, well, that's not fraud. Um, no, it might not be fraud, but you are violating election integrity laws 
in that state by doing exactly what we just saw on that footage. And we've seen hours and hours and hours of this. We saw them pulling them out of dumpsters. We saw them sh- uh, throwing them in garbage trucks. We saw them shredding evidence. We've seen more and more. Again, this is storing up wrath, folks. Storing up wrath, which is why you can't sit your butt on the couch in November. Okay? Let's stay in Arizona for a minute. I got two videos to show you. We've heard from both Sonny Borelli and we've heard from Wendy Rogers, Senator Sonny Borelli of Arizona and uh, Senator um, Wendy Rogers uh, pertaining to uh, legislative session that's coming up and the Arizona um, decertification and the investigation by Mark Burnovich. Here is Sonny Borelli this is talking Jordan about Conrad's that now. With the Gateway Pundit. I'm here with Arizona State Senator Sonny Borelli. It is opening day of the 2022 legislative session here in Arizona. So what are you looking forward to this session? Well, hopefully we're going to have a short session, but uh, we can always, you know, as being optimistic, I really doubt it's going to be a short session. We have a lot of things we have to get accomplished. You know, things that we learned from the audit that we need to fix for the coming up next elections. You know, one of the things that the findings that we found in the election on the ballot paper, there were 10 different types of ballot paper. Right. So we're actually running a bill, let Representative Leo Biasucci, who's the majority whip in the House, I mean, obviously the majority whip in the Senate. Uh, this is the design that uh, Mark Fitchum came up with. Uh, that's a ballot that, you have, that has 10 different counterfeit countermeasures in it. We're running the bill, we're mirror bills, so that way we can try to speed up the process. You know, we have to, we have to put this to bed that it has to be one standardized piece of paper, something that you can't counterfeit. So that's another piece of legislation that really is gonna, I, I believe it's gonna restore some confidence back into the system. Also, I'm running a bill, and, and of course, the same thing, a mirror bill in the House, that every ballot, when it's scanned, it should be made public, because we vote in private, but we count in public. So these are public documents, and I believe they should be made public. I mean, you know what, it would help out some of these small um, elections where, you know, a, a ballot initiative or, I want to stop the video right there. I want to talk to you about something real quick here, folks. What you have to understand, what you have to understand is part of fixing 2020 isn't just putting people in jail and decertifying an election. People need to understand when people say fight for what happened in 2020, we can't go forward unless we fix what happened then. They have to understand it's a multifaceted conversation that you're having there. Number one, yes, hold people accountable who cheated, get to the bottom of it. But making sure it never happens again is what Sonny Borelli is talking about. And this is happening in Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, okay? All the states where they stopped counting in the middle of the night. This is why this is so important. Everybody says, well, if we're getting all this information, then why isn't nobody in jail? I'm not going to be happy until people are in jail. Listen, all of this information that I've been reporting to you over the last 12 months and other people have been reporting to you over the last 12 months and all the information that you guys have dug up, all of that leads to what? Making sure that you can never counterfeit a ballot ever again by watermarks, by different uh by by one standard paper ballot that only comes from one place and it cannot be uh it cannot be copied it cannot be uh counterfeited those are election integrity efforts that are only coming because of the investigations that we're doing so let's say we don't get the creme de la creme which is a decertification and a reinstatement of donald j trump well then we can at least make sure that all of this time that they stole and did everything wrong we're we're finding out everything that we're doing and when we do have power again because they won't be able to cheat again which is why they want hr1 to pass so badly 
then we then we then we make sure that it all happens then i don't care in which direction it goes we can have decertification first or last we can have reinstatement first or last we can have we can have election integrity measures put in place by law in each state or not or last we can have it first or last I don't care in which direction it goes, but it's all part of the same thing. And you have to understand that this information that we are gathering and exposing actually is doing something. At least know that we're doing something. But anyway, that's an eight-minute video by Sonny Borelli. But what he does say is, will I vote to reclaim the electors of this state and decertify the election? He says, absolutely. Absolutely, lutely. And now we hear from Senator Wendy Rogers on the start of the legislative session in Arizona. This is Jordan Conrads with the Gateway Pundit. I'm here with Arizona State Senator Wendy Rogers. So President Trump is coming out to Arizona this week for a rally. What do you think's on his mind? I'm really excited. I'll get to be one of the warm-up speakers for right. President Trump in Florence, Arizona, because he endorsed me. And uh, wow, what an honor. He says he has an announcement to make. I'm just excited that he's here. He's chosen Arizona to start his uh, 2022 tour. We have a lot of supporters. It's going to be a country thunder near Florence. We're just really excited. That's right. And today's opening day of the 2022 legislative session. Are you going to be calling for decertification? We will eventually, yes. Uh, I will be pushing for this as soon as possible. As you know, I as an individual senator called for decertification many months ago. And so it's absolutely important that we get to the bottom of the truth of 2020. We cannot move forward uh, for 2022 without getting to the truth of 2020. That's right. What about Attorney General Brnovich? It seems he's still slow walking this investigation. Do you have anything to say to him? I think with the opening day here, more and more pressure will be uh, invariably asserted on him. I have uh, authored a number of bills. I just dropped another 20 or so today. I've already dropped 30. All of this is to say that we are going to shore up the mechanisms to ensure that we have a free and fair 2022 Amen. Election. That's right. Can you tell us about the election integrity bills that you're working on? I'm working on bills that will uh, ensure that we have voter ID. I'm asking that we go to paper only. I'm asking that we go to one election day, that we do away with the machines, that we uh, count at the precinct level. So many things need to be done that are absolutely called for by my constituents in northern Arizona as well as the rest of the state. That's incredible. Thank you, Senator Rogers. God bless America. God bless America. It was so fitting, wasn't it, that that music was playing when she was talking about that? I mean, God has been doing some amazing things lately, like the snowstorm that he threw in that girl's face when she tried to lie. When that British woman tried to lie on American soil about American politics. Well, today is the nth anniversary of President Trump's insurrection, a deadly January. God said, shh, nah, nah. And yet he does the opposite there with Wendy Rogers, playing that patriotic music in the background as she's talking about also decertifying the election. And from what I understand, there's only one, possibly two senators in the Arizona legislature that, would, that, are, that, that may not vote for decertification. So we'll make sure that we uh, validate who those two are, maybe one, and we'll call them very soon. Anyway, folks, I got one more story. Oh, you're welcome, Barbara Peters. Big shout out to Jim and Barbara Peters. 
God bless you both. Got one more story. Then we're going to show the highlighted business on the American Strong Business page. And then we're going to bounce. Ladies and gentlemen, the 26th Democrat has now announced that they will not be running for re-election. So when I say the word re-election, that automatically would have you assume that they are the incumbent and you would be correct in that assumption. Folks, the 26th incumbent Democrat has announced that they will not be running for re-election. Representative Ed Perlmutter of Colorado's 7th District said that after much thought and consideration, he has decided not to run for re-election after eight terms. Perlmutter, 68 years old, is the 26th Democrat who will not be seeking re-election in November. The latest retirement spells more trouble for Pelosi and the Democrats. There comes a time when you pass the torch to the next generation of leaders And I'm deeply gratified that our bench in the 7th District is deep. And fortunately, we have a strong group of leaders who are ready and able to take that torch. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Bye, bye, bye. 26 of them, folks. 26 of them. And having said that, we have to hear from their illustrious leader. (laughs) Their illustrious leader. I don't know. This, to me, looks like an alien. Either way, here we go. What the Republicans are doing across the country is really a, a legislative continue, continuation of what they did on January 6th, which is to undermine our democracy, <laughs> to uh, undermine the integrity of our elections, uh, to uh, undermine the, uh, the, the undermine the, uh, the, the undermine the, uh, the, the voting power, which is the essence of a democracy. The Republicans are doing across the country. Hold on, hold really on, a, hold on. Watch this. Legislative continue, continuation of what they did on January 6th, which is to undermine our democracy, to uh, undermine the integrity of our elections, uh, to uh, undermine the, uh, the, the undermine the, uh, the, the undermine the, uh, the, the voting <laughs> power, which is the essence of a democracy. The Republicans are doing All across right. the country. It's really a, a legislative. Oh, okay, lady. Okay, okay, okay. Calm down. Let's go ahead and do it, folks. You know what's you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Dumb dumb award of the day today. <laughs> Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let's highlight. <laughs> let's highlight today's business of the day on the American Strong Business. <laughs> on the American Strong Business business page, and that is right here, right from the state of New Hampshire, ladies and gentlemen. Here it is. Creative Designs and Vintage Goods, Rustic Works. Grantham, New Hampshire, not very far from me. And I've even gone to, they don't have a website, but they do have a Facebook page. This is what it looks like. Go like their Facebook page, number one. Follow their Facebook page, number two. Tell them that they were sent, you were sent uh, by Live from America, as they are right here in the great state. Of New Hampshire, Rustic Works. Check them out on the America Strong business page. And ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for Live from America. That's going to do it. Remember to use your promo code LFA at MyPillow.com. Major, major sales all the way up to 75% off overstock stuff, including betting leading up to Martin Luther King Day. 
If you have not gotten stuff from MyPillow.com yet that you need or that you wanted, maybe a robe, maybe a new comforter, maybe a weighted blanket, maybe a huge body pillow, then use promo code LFA and also use that same promo code on PatriotFoods.com. They got a lot of sales for the new year. You're going to want to check it out. Tell them Jeremy sent you. Use the promo code LFA and you'll save some money and help out this show. And also, visit JeremyHerald.com. We need more Bibles. If you got Bibles floating around, please send them to the address below. Or if you even send them to the old address, they'll still make their way here. We need more Bibles. I want to get out 10,000 Bibles in 2022. And I also want to raise $40,000 in the slush fund, which would be double what we raised in 2021. Remember, folks, there are right ways. And there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you at 5 p.m. for more live from America. Make sure you share the video. God bless you. Hug your families, and I'll see you later. God bless. See ya.